And we also help small businesses. So, you know, small retail shops, jewelry stores, boutiques, that kind of thing, like help their backroom, you know, storage um, organization. On oh my God, that. that's so needed. My retail days that like, I, I just give me a flashback of the back room <laughs> of Ulta. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, because it's like the employees are doing it or like the manager, the owner, like they don't, you know, they're just, they, they have other things to do, right? So yeah. it's like, it's always kind of like scrapped together. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been getting some inquiries for that recently too, which has been fun. Yeah. What's been your biggest project? I'm curious. I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, Kenzie. How are you? Good. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. I'm so excited that you are on the Attainable Podcast. We've been chatting over the internet, over Instagram, really, for um, kind of like a long time. Because so. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, because we somehow got to like more connected via birthday twins. So we are birthday twins. We but are. and I know last year was or this past year was not the first time. Was last year the first time that we discovered that we were birthday twins? So we our internet friendship is is well over a year old. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't think about that. It's probably like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. And we're the, this is the first time that we're actually like, quote, face to face over Zoom chatting, which I'm so excited about. I know. Hopefully but I end follow of all study. of your adventures on TikTok and Instagram. So I feel like we're best friends. I feel like. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We already, that's the, like the cool thing about the internet is like, I'll meet, this happens all the time where I meet like my internet friends and I'm like, but like, I already know you. Like, I know everything that you share. And so you know what else it just feels like meeting up a friend and it doesn't actually feel like you're meeting somebody for the first time but I'm super excited for this interview I'm hoping that by the end of this interview I will feel prepared to get my life together um that's (laughs) that's my goal um but yeah so you where how when did you start your business I started Simply Dare in August of 2020 so tomorrow is actually our two-year anniversary (gasps) congratulations that's so, so exciting I know it's really fun um but I actually was working in corporate America for a couple of year or about a year and a half um before the pandemic hit and then I was laid off with a bunch of other people on my team and when I was furloughed before I was even laid off I was just thinking of some side business ideas because I was so bored and kind of landed on interior decorating because I've always loved that and I was like, ah, oh, it still takes like some more like skill. Like, I feel like I need to do more like education and then somehow stumbled on professional organizing and found the home edit, you know, Marie Kondo and all that. And I was like, wait a second, like, how have I not thought of this before? Cause I've been doing this since I was born. <laughs> so yeah. It was just like this light bulb moment. Yeah. Can you explain like, for those who don't know what uh, Simply Dare is? Yeah. So we're a home organization company. Um, We also do relocations. So we help people organize any area in their home. It can be a small pantry or a whole home project. Um, And then we also, like I said, help with relocation. So decluttering, packing, light staging before you list the house. Um, And then especially needed on the unpacking and organizing side where, you know, busy professionals that we're typically working with are just busy and they don't have time to actually sit down and do all of that whenever they're moving. A lot of times people don't even take off work, <laughs> Yeah, which is, you know, it's just how it is here in America. So um, we really help fill that gap with like actually being on the ground on the day of the move, helping people get settled um, within a matter of days. 
Um, and then we also help small businesses. So, you know, small retail shops, jewelry stores, boutiques, that kind of thing, like help their backroom, you know, storage um, organization. On oh my that. God, that's so needed. My retail days that like, that, that just gave me a flashback of the back room <laughs> of Ulta. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Cause it's like the employees are doing it or like the manager, the owner, like they don't, you know, they're just, they, they have other things to do. Right. So yeah. it's like, it's always kind of like scrapped together. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been getting some inquiries for that recently too, which has been fun. Yeah. What's been your biggest project? I'm curious. Um, we've done a few whole home projects, um, for how long does that take? Actually though, usually they're about five days. If we have a team of like at least three to five people on site at a time. It totally depends on how much people have and, you know, how big the house yeah. is, but more so how much they have. Cause you could even, you could have a small house, but still have a lot of stuff. A right? lot of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really what goes into our quotes. Okay. How did you, you said you've been doing this like your whole life. So how did you get into organization? Well, I haven't been doing it for people or like professionally. Right, right, I mean, right. like, well, it, it's funny because like once I started thinking about it, I mean, I used to be a nanny before I went to, back to ma- uh, get my master's degree and um, then, you know, kind of went on with my, like the rest of my career and I would help families organize whenever I nannied. And um, even just like other examples, like I've thought of recently of how I actually have been doing this for people, but I mean, I've always done it for myself. Um, yeah. I mean, it started when I was younger, like I have a story on my website. I think it's like the main thing I always talk about where I was like six or seven years old and I just like vividly remember being so annoyed by the Tupperware in our kitchen cabinet, you know, and I'm like, mom, can I like organize the Tupperware? And she's like, absolutely. So I just have always been affected by my space and can feel the tension and like stress if it's cluttered or like not in order. And, um, I think it's just how my brain works. It's like, I just am sensitive to it. So I need it and it helps me perform better in all areas of life. Um, but not everyone is like that sensitive to clutter. And that's what I talk about. You know, like everyone has a clutter threshold is what I call it. Mm. There's probably some technical term, but you know, it, it doesn't bother some people like it does other people, but I do think it still bothers us on a psychological level, you know, subconsciously. So it's just, um, really nice to kind of merge my health background that I, you know, have from school and like my past career and all of that and kind of like merge it with organizing. Cause it really does affect your mental health. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I, um, especially my dorm, cause that was like a smaller space. And that was the first time that I could really, um, like control my area and realize like how neurotic I actually am. I used to be like, if you want to know what my mental state, like state is, look at my dorm and see, cause that is a direct correlation of how my brain is, is doing. And if it's messy, okay. we're not doing good. <laughs> No, one of my best friends that um, I lived with in college, she is the complete opposite of me. And she's actually one of my clients too. <laughs> yes, I love that. And like, it was just funny because people would come into our dorm room and I mean, you could just like draw a line down the middle. Yeah. It was just like chaos on one side and then just like neurotic tidiness on the other. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh gosh. I'm so interested to hear about your process. If you don't mind like sharing. Um, and I'm sure that differs from place to place, but just as an overview, you know, you walk into, let's say just a room, where does your mind go first? 
Yeah. So our process is really boiled down into five steps. So we always clear the space. So whether we're working just a cabinet or a whole room, um, even if we're doing a whole home, we're not going to do that for like every single room on the first day, right? We kind of break it up into sections. So we might focus on like one or two rooms per day, but that's always the first step because you really need to clear out the area that you're trying to organize. So it's empty. So you can really visualize like what it yeah. could be. Um, and just kind of have that blank slate. And then while we're clearing out, we're actually making the sorting pile. So those two steps clear and sort of kind of happening in tandem. And then after that is when we edit with the client. So we can do that virtually. That's actually worked really well for people who are on vacation or they're busy at work or, you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of times they're there on site with us and can kind of just work through questions like process emotions. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of emotions and just kind of guilt and shame, embarrassment that can, you know, happen when you're doing this stuff. And that's why a lot of people just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so just having us there to kind of help facilitate that is really nice. And then after that, we're really focused on, you know, the space plan and like what systems we're going to implement um, that really work for that family. And we really try to get to know our clients like really well before we even start the project, because no project is the same with us. Um, we really try to do like custom solutions for each family. And then the last step is sustain. So that's when we've like add, added labels. We've like walked the client through, like explained, like educated, even if the other family members are there, like I love showing everyone because then it's like, I'm the bad guy who's like telling everyone they need to be organized. And like, <laughs> this is where you put yeah. things. Um, and it's just, you know, it's like nice to have that third party in there, you know, teaching. And then that helps so much with maintenance. Yeah. I I'm curious, uh, what do you do with like the little things? Cause I, I, you know, you go through like a drawer or something or, you know, I was, um, un unboxing a bin that I didn't realize, like I didn't unpack and I've been here since last September and it's just like this little crap. Oh my gosh. And I was, so mom, my mom moved schools. She's a teacher and oh you can only imagine oh, like we yeah. so we filled our garage with this stuff and I helped her like sort the rip through it but like it the little things I was like why is there so many little things like <laughs> erasers and paper clips and like even those like feel like easy to sort and then there'll be like weird things I'm like why is there a marble in your desk like bin like what does that mean How, like do you do you know what I mean by like the little stragglers my my instinct is to throw it all away always I'm like mm, get rid of it <laughs> yeah literally just get, I like joke with clients sometimes whenever we're trying to get things back in and there's like one shoe that won't fit I'm like you gotta throw it away <laughs> yeah just like get rid of it that's how I feel I'm like if if things don't match uh, get rid of it like I don't like it just it's not not needed. I want it to be clear. I want it to be clutter-free and I'll know it. Like my brain will know that it's there yes. and I can't, I can't stand it. Well, like on the point of the small stuff. So if you were sorting all of that stuff, right. And like kind of going through that process with her that we have, um, one thing that I like to do when I'm sorting is like do the macro categories first. Yeah. So it could literally just be like all office supplies in that corner. 
And then, you know, once you kind of get through the bulk of the sorting and then you go back to those macro piles and then you're like, okay, now where are the erasers, where are the paper clips, where are the, you know, and you can kind of micro organize it. This is really like, we usually do that method if we're in an office or a bathroom, bathrooms have a lot of little stuff too. Bathrooms do have a lot of little things. Samples, like. Yeah. Yeah. Sam- that's a good example of like a little thing where you're just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, why yeah. is it? There's four of them at the bottom of this drawer. <laughs> Like, what is that? Yeah. I tell people, I'm like, do you actually use your, we always ask like in the onboarding, I'm like, do you use your samples? (laughs) Some people do. And I'm like, okay, great. Like we can make a little travel station or like, you know, a little part of the drawer, you know, like a section in there with your samples. And if we come back here in six months to like refresh and it's still there, we're throwing them away. (laughs) You were throwing them away. Um, How do you, how do you work through the emotions with the client and um, throwing things away? Do you ever have to make that decision? Like I imagine, are you holding up each individual sample to them be like, do you need this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Usually like for the case of samples, people are like either a yes or no, like just get rid of them. Um, and then if it is a yes, then we're usually just keeping all of them. Right. Because they've kept it for a reason. It's probably a product or, you know, a brand that they really like. Um, but I'm trying to think of another example where it would be more nuanced. Um, maybe I'm thinking like, just you're like, you're literally holding up each individual item saying, what about this? What about this? Like, at least with my mom, I like, I could see if her back was turned and just throw, (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) you gotta go. Like, I'm just doing it for you. Like no one saw that. No one saw it. Um, This happens a lot of times too, whenever we're working with people and the spouse isn't there and they're like, oh, like, you know, just get rid of it. And I'm always like, we have to, like, that's one thing if they have verbally decided that that's the plan, like, you know, maybe the other partner doesn't care what is kept or not. And like, that's totally fine. But if someone is actually trying to go behind their partner's back and throw stuff away, like hard stop. Yeah. (laughs) Like I will not be responsible for that. And even with kids, like we've had some clients who, don't want to involve kids in the process. So I'm always talking to them about that. You know, it's something that we recommend doing as long as they're old enough to really understand. So like four or above probably, um, because it's really important to involve them in that process early on. It's going to pay off for the parent for sure, because they're going to get them used to the whole like toy rotation and like one in one out rule. And like, you know, because you just don't have enough space in your home to keep every single toy for the rest of life. And the parents definitely don't want to do that. So teaching the kids early on, like having them in that process really helps the parents out. Um, And so I kind of talked to them about that, but you know, if it is something like logistically or like, you know, they just know their child's personality and it's just like going to be so much better if they do it themselves, that's fine. You know, it's like, I'm not going to interject if like, you know, your family and how you work well, but um, I definitely think it's nice to involve other people in the process, but it is as simple as that going through every single item and asking, you know, is it, is it a yes or a no? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And I, I would imagine that going through it, like with the different members of the family, it's also about ownership. Like if they didn't have a part in it, then they're not really going to feel like attached to that system or like they really understand or that it's theirs, um, which makes it 
so again that like one person in the house is trying to maintain a system that nobody else is following and that gets maddening yeah no that's what's really nice about it too like even if you're doing a bonus room or like a playroom or something like that um just having like other members of the family that use that space or a garage even like that's another space that like everyone's using um even if they're not there for the actual organizing or the editing like explaining that system at the end is so important to everyone that's using it because yeah. otherwise in the labels too right because that's like foolproof but otherwise there's that like disconnect of you know one person in the family really wanting this to happen and paying for it and investing in it and being excited about it and then other members of the family just not following it and that can lead to more frustration yeah okay now I want to pick your brain um, and this is so selfish because like <laughs> yes, we've been we, we've been in the house for like a year, almost a year and a half now, I guess. Um, and I'm just like, it still feels like a work in progress. Like the moving is like a whole nother like level, but um, I really want you like your tips for like certain like areas, certain rooms of the home. Um, and I want to start with kitchen, like main organizing tips for the kitchen. Well, I feel like we can go a lot of different directions with the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a specific pain point or like a specific area that you're struggling with right now? Um, I've got two. Okay. I've got um one and honestly one of them is easily solved by like we just need either two spaces for all the spatulas or we need to get rid of things. Um and this happened because again, I opened a bin that I didn't realize and it was from my old apartment. So I brought basically a kitchenette version, like of more kitchen things. And so that drawer is filled, but really I'd say like the pantry. So I've got, I love containers. I'm a decanting queen. I love jars. I'm like, and nothing's staying in a box, but it still feels like kind of everywhere I'm just like now I just have jars everywhere instead of yeah like, like it's I just cluttered jars yeah I thought this would be, look like Pinterest and it just looks like a little hobbit hole I don't know what to do <laughs> well I don't know exactly what your layout's like but if you have a deep cabinet that can be hard with the it's the deep thing. it's deep yeah. and every I'm just like move everything to the front because I can't if it's at the back I will not get it One of my favorite things to do with a deep cabinet, especially if you have things decanted, is to get those long acrylic deep bins that actually span the depth of the shelf. So the ones that we use are about 16 inches deep, and that usually gets most of that depth covered. Um, I did this with our spices. So we used to have a shelf riser and it was like way in the back because it was just, you know, went to Bed Bath & Beyond when we first moved in and, you know, kind of bought a bunch of things, you know, at least we had the measurements, but still it's like, that wasn't the right solution. So it was frustrating me because, you know, you would reach back in there and everything would like fall over. So now we have three like pretty deep acrylic bins for three main categories of spices. It's like sweet standard or seasonings. And it's great because you can literally just like pull it out and then plop all the spices down on the counter and then just look through them and then pick what you need, put it back in one, you know, fell swoop basically. Yeah. So the same thing with like decanting, like one thing I've done is use mason jars for a lot of stuff and especially like smoothie ingredients, like um, chia seeds, flax seeds yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So same thing. It's like almost treating the deep cabinet like 
a grocery store. So you're not categorizing things in the back and the front. It's by row because that's what you really have to do with like a setup like that. It would be different if it's like an upper cabinet that's not deep, but especially with the deep cabinets, that works. Yeah, no. And I've got, you said some of the ingredients, literally it's like my flax seeds. And um, I wanted like the cute look of like, not mismatch, but kind of like, oh, it's just like put in here and it's cute and it looks like pictures. No. And it was just, I'm just like, everything is everywhere. Um, And I'd love the spices best thing I ever did I I made a spice drawer I like we had spices and cabinets we had and I was like I literally cannot do this I got like the Amazon little cute jars and a label maker and we've got like a little thing at the bottom of our pantry and it's a little bag of like extra spices because we still haven't gone through like the fact that we had three giant containers of garlic powder we're still not through them and that's (laughs) like what I just use as like my refill (laughs) thing yeah. um but the best thing I ever did because now I just open and I can just look at all of them and they've got their names on the top they're meant to be in alphabetical order that doesn't that doesn't stay for very long but at least like oh man reaching back on those shelf things and knocking down spices that was I mean wow that made me irrationally angry and that's the thing like I've talked about this on the podcast before these are like little things that were tension points and I'm like this is such a small easily fixable thing that is creating anger or like anxiety in my life and like there's enough of that going around I do not need that that happening because my hairdryer spot is terrible and I always knock it off the counter. Like that's just dumb and moving and creating systems like that. Just release it. It's like a massage, but for your home. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good analogy. I, yeah. Talk about that too. I think it was Bobby Burke. I was listening to a podcast where he was interviewed and he was saying he, and not going to quote it exactly, but he was basically saying that road rage is caused by disorganized medicine cabinets. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yes. This That's is exactly the best quote I think I've ever heard. Yeah. No, it's I like mean, irrational, like stupid little things that cause actual rage. Yeah. Like you're just, it's not a good way to start the day, like opening up your drawer and like things just being cluttered and like not being able to find what you need or you know, then walking into the closet to get ready. And then everything is just disheveled, looks messy. Like it's chaotic. Like you, again, can't find what you need. And then you're like going into the kitchen, making the kids lunches, you know, like getting, it's just like this whole, like when you have everything organized and streamlined, it just makes your life easier. Yeah. What do you, what do you, um, I, the, I was, I have it written down that I wanted to ask you about a bedroom, but I think, I mean, bedrooms, in in my opinion like bedrooms should consist of pretty much nothing yeah I'm like it's <laughs> a dresser with clothes in it and a bed and a nightstand and a lamp and like that I don't I'm like there's nothing else that needs to be in there literally nothing I agree okay I was like I, don't, I probably just wanted somebody to validate me I'm like she said I'm right so yes you know anything else <laughs> No, I mean, maybe like a little reading nook if you've got some space, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think otherwise, it'd be cute. Yeah. Keep it peaceful, keep it calm, like keep it serene. Um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Um, but is that do you have like a signature thing 
or something that you do in almost every house or like is your favorite little tip or hack or something that you uniquely do? I feel like our projects are so different that there isn't one thing that we like always do that's Mm -hmm. a unique thing other than, I mean, our team is just amazing. I mean, we get because I'm not really on site as much anymore. I am sometimes, but I pretty much have a team who goes out on site now and pretty much every project they go on, I get a text from the client or an email or, you know, some type of response from the client without even asking them. Right. Yeah. Um, and so whatever magic sauce we're creating in homes, like, I don't know what it is, but But it's working. It's working. (laughs) Oh, I love it. All right. What about the office? Um, and this is, I want to just take my laptop and just like, look at all of this. How do you, how do you go about organizing an office? So with an office, I feel like it really comes down to paper and then an abundance of office supplies. Yeah. I don't know if like, and also to it becomes a drop zone for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So stuff that ends up there that shouldn't, or if it should, then like, let's create a utility area for those things. Or what I really like to do um, is set up some type of like inbox for action items. So mail that comes in that you're opening. And Oh, I want to hear about this. Wait. Yes. No, that we've got a drop zone for mail and I don't have any way of organizing our like, like life paperwork right now. I was looking on Amazon at like folders or something I was like there's gotta be some system for like going through like when we have like tax papers that we have to go through or these just like little life things and chores like there's gotta be a system because right now like it's things on the fridge or like you know medical bill or something and then we've got mail happening on the corner of the counter that we need to go through and I try to like I pretty much go through that like every day like as soon as the mail comes in first thing I just identify all the trash and I just bam like done I cannot and then I'll look through everything but we don't have any way of organizing our life paperwork and now that I feel like I'm adulting I'm like oh crap <laughs> like I have to save this shit yeah like my mom's not saving this this is my responsibility yeah I'm like I don't <laughs> what like do I need to keep this or like I think I need this for taxes but like am I gonna be able to find this in a year I don't know so there's a lot that we could talk about here, but a couple of things. So I think you're familiar with the life admin day. Yes. So I like to have a life admin day like once a month. Um, and that's where you kind of dedicate one day to batch all of those life admin tasks that need to get done. Obviously it's different if there's something urgent, right? Like a bill comes in and it's like, okay, this is due next week. Then yeah, you want to address that. But a lot of times if we're getting snail mail, it's not really anything that's super urgent. And like you said, it's tax paperwork or something that you just need to like deal with at some point. Um, Or even if it's like scheduling appointments with the doctor or hanging out your hard drive, like it's just all those little things that um, pile up as you live your life. So I like to dedicate, that's like my system to like batch all that one day a month. In the meantime, when you're getting stuff, having that inbox helps because you can literally just have a drop zone for whatever physical papers need to be dealt with on that life admin day. And then for tax paperwork specifically, like one thing I like to do, um, I mean, I have a small file box. Um, it's like under my desk. It's 
what usually you would use or like having a file cabinet, but I mean, we don't need file cabinets anymore. Everything is so yeah. digital. Like everything's virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people like the average person probably only needs like a file box. that's like this big because yeah. you just go through it at tax season every year. That's like timely, right? You're already going through there to look at paperwork anyways. So why don't you just go ahead and like declutter those papers that you know you don't need anymore? Um, Cause there's other papers in there, right? Like maybe receipts or like something like other auto insurance, things like that that you might be hanging on to. It's policies that are old, like just ditch it, like do it once a year. Yeah. Um, what I like to do too, is have a digital folder for my taxes. So, mm. because most of my stuff ends up being digital. So as soon as something comes in that I know is tax related, I immediately take a picture of it and upload it to my Google drive folder for taxes. And then I can file it, you know, cause some things you might want to keep a paper copy, but I think digitizing as soon as you know, something needs to be kept is really nice too, because you don't have that anxiety of losing that paper either. Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. That's so smart. All right. I, I got one more space for you. The linen closet. I want to oh, hear your thoughts on we've talked closet. about this before because yes, <laughs> I, I asked you about towel rolling. I'm like, oh my, it's towels and sheets. The sheets are a bane of my existence. A, I have yet to like learn how to fold the fitted sheet. I think that is madness and can actually be done. And the people who I watch the YouTube tutorials with, they use cgi or something because that's not for sure not possible i did i am a towel roller for my guests now yeah. we're a towel folder for the actual uh pantry or yeah closet that's it so i can teach you how to fold a sheet a really easy way um there was this reel that i made over a year ago and like i can send it to you so you can like put yes. it yes um, podcast description, but there's, I mean, it's, it's great. Like I had a lot of great response to it because I think it was just simplified for a lot of people. It was a reel, so it's kind of quick, but you know, you can just practice it a couple times. And I promise it's like the easiest way I was always against folding fitted sheets and would literally just like roll them Uh up and pretend they didn't exist until, um, I just, learned and then I just yeah. really simplified it for myself. So um we'll link that. And then okay. so um for sheets, like I usually recommend people only having two sets of sheets per bed. Okay. That's I'm I agree like my mom's linen closet, of course like she's been in houses a lot longer than me. So she's just collected a lot more. But we're kind of at a place where um like we came in with minimal and I'm like how minimal can we keep it? And yes. with the sheets, I think, I think for our bed, we've got two pairs of sheets now or two sets of sheets. And then I think for the guest bed, we have one, we probably need to be a little bit better than that. And we probably should update these sheets, but agreed. <laughs> are you like a fan of the, like putting all the sheets in the pillowcase type of thing? I've seen people do that. Yes, I do like that. Um, I also think if you don't have a dedicated linen closet, actually storing the sheets in the room that they go to really makes a lot of sense. Why has this <laughs> never occurred to me? So like, especially for kids or, you know, the guest room, even, you know, there might be a dresser in there that's kind of empty. You know, you, you might have just some random like personal items in there. Literally, but- <laughs> I'm like, I mean, we have that. Yeah. The guest doesn't need the full dresser. So just put the guest sheets in there. Um, but you know, you have a linen closet, so it's different. Um, 
I think if you have shelf like wood shelving that you can actually label on, if you don't want to purchase bins or baskets, like you want a streamlined look, but you don't want to. I'm wanna, a big fan like, of a bin or basket, even if like I honestly, my whole like when I'm organizing something, I'm like it shouldn't touch the what it's sitting on. Like it has to be in a bin or basket. It doesn't matter what it is. Like even like my um like fells the bars I'm like I want to <laughs> put them in a basket or like the super washing soda I'm like yes they're stacked nicely but if they were in a basket it'd be even better just stacked in a basket it doesn't need to be in a basket I'm just like whatever it is put it in a basket <laughs> I know <laughs> and it'll fine. just solve all your problems yeah. like having it in a bin I I'm I love a good bin um but I do think people overbuy bins a lot of times too because yeah, yeah, me get excited and, you know, they're pretty, they're cute. And they're like, oh yeah, I just went out to a container store and spent like $500 on these baskets. Like, let's get organized. And I'm like, did you measure? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, with all that to say, like, I think that bins are nice, especially for linens. Like I prefer that if I had a linen closet to have like one bin that says king sheets, one bin that says queen sheets. It just makes it super easy to know what you're looking at because otherwise yeah. they all look the same. But, you know, if you didn't want to invest all that and, and deal with it, then you can use shelf um, dividers. And I think you can get like a pack of four on Amazon, you know, for like 20 bucks maybe. And that's really nice because then you can still separate the linens on the shelf. And then if you do have wooden shelving, then you're lucky. You don't have the builder grade like wire shelving and you can just add a label on the shelf that says king sheets, queen sheets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And it. I do think that lidded baskets are nice for nicer linens too, just to keep them um, protected from dust, but mm -hmm. not always necessary. This is like getting me all kinds of jazz. Like this is one of the episodes <laughs> that I think people are going to run away, like run away from, but they're going to like listen and be like, I have to go or reorganize the entire house. Please excuse me. I'm shutting myself away and they'll just like wreck everything. And I love it. This is uh, so good. Even just like hearing you talk about organization, I'm like getting like the second hand like oh, of if as if we're actually organizing something when I'm looking at my <laughs> desk right now and that is for sure not actually happening. Where can people find you and watch your reels with great tips? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're I'm mostly active on Instagram. So at simply.dare. Um, and then our website is linked in our bio with our um, a bunch of links. We have a ton of free downloads and free resources like publications um and tv segments i've been on so like there's so many like tips and and tricks in there um and then especially just you know following along our feed and everything i try to um share tips pretty often um there's a wide range of organizing content <laughs> yeah. so i feel like there's just always something to you know educate people on yeah ah that's awesome thank you so much guys if you love this episode please make sure that you share it go give her some love and uh if you loved it post it on your instagram story so that we can tag you um or rather repost it we can tag you and share the love as we do um yeah and i hope you guys have a fabulous week and i will see you guys next time bye, bye.